You know, a lot of times people are looking, you know, where is my place? Well, in the natural, one thing we have to do, we have to find a place to live, you know? And whatever it is, house, condo, apartment, whatever. But that is not only true in the natural, that's true in the spiritual world. In Matthew 10, Matthew 10, 35, Matthew 10, 35, then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him saying, teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. And he said to them, what do you want me to do for you? They said to him, grant us that we may sit one on your right hand, the other on your left hand in your glory. But Jesus said to them, you do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I drank? Be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with? They said to him, we're able. So Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink the cup that I drank. And with the baptism I am baptized with, you will be baptized. But to set on my right hand or my left hand is not mine to give, but it's for those who, for whom it is prepared. Now, as you look at this scripture, let's look at several things. James and John stated what they, they wanted. One of them to set on the right hand, one of them to set on the left hand. But uh, Jesus replied to them that they, they didn't understand what they was asking for. And he went on to indicate that there, everyone has an assigned place in the kingdom. Now, I bring this in, incident to your attention because that is often the way people approach the church today, being in the church. They focus on what they want to do. They decide whatever they see somebody else doing, oh, that looks like that'd be good. I'd like to do that. You know, some people might say, well, I'd like to be up there singing. Well, most of the time, uh, you got to be able to sing. (laughs) Now, you might sing in the shower where nobody else can hear you. That's all right. You might be like me. <clears throat> you ever looked at the keyboard and notice that there, there, there are notes, but there are cracks on each side of that note? You're supposed to sing on the note. I sing in the between the notes. <laughs> That's why you don't see me up here singing. I know what my talents are. <laughs> now, just because you see a place is no sign that you need to get in that place. Actually, you need to follow God's plan and let him place you in the church where you can be beneficial to the kingdom of God. So I want to encourage all of you today, find your own place. Where, where is my place? Well, your place is where God has designed for you to be. Now, in the body of Christ, we see in 1 Corinthians 12, as we begin to look at this, in 1 Corinthians 12, 
12. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we're all baptized into the body, whether Jew or Greeks, whether slave or free, all have been made to drink into one spirit. For the fact the body is not one member but many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I'm not of the body, is, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole body were hearing, where would be the smelling? But God has set members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the, if they were, if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members yet one body. Now here the apostle Paul is comparing the different members in the body of Christ. He is saying that all of them are necessary like the human body, but not all of them do the same thing. You know, it, 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 it seems so funny many times that many people, they desire to be ministering up here. But let me just tell you what, you're a minister, whether you ever stand up here or not, everyone is a minister. And if everyone would get into the, their place where they're designed to be, everything would work right. Every part of the human anatomy is necessary for the body to function properly. Hello? Nobody thinks much about your little toe. Of course, you can't see my toe because my boots are on, but nobody pays much attention to your little toe. I never did either until one night I got up and I was going to the kitchen to get me something to drink. My wife had told me that she had moved a chair and I forgot about it. And I hit the edge of that chair with my little toe and broke that little toe, let me tell you what, I found out that that little toe is very important because it affected, until it was healed, it affected my walking, it affected how I could, uh, how, how I could perform. Anybody ever broke a toe? Yeah, it ain't no fun. You find out that uh, you know, that it has a function. Every part of the human body has a function. And the apostle Paul is saying every individual in the body of Christ has a place and a function to operate in. You know, when you find your place in the church, then you, you'll be, be more successful yourself and the church will be successful because everybody is doing what they're supposed to do. When people 
this come and sit on the pew, many times they become frustrated because they're, they're, well, I'm not accomplishing anything. I'm just sitting here listening. Well, let me tell you what happens here. There's three different approaches that you can look at in people in the church. You got the dreamers. They dream about it. They dream about a position that they'd like to be in. And they pray for God to move sovereignly so that they'll get in that position, whether they qualify for it or not. And they never rise to the occasion because they don't begin to operate where they're supposed to be. Now, there's another group. They're the drifters. That's not a singing group. It was back in the 50s when I was growing up. It was a singing group. Anybody old enough to remember that? Yeah, I got some, I got some friends. <laughs> but they just drift from place to place. And they're looking for some place where they can have an opportunity to do what they like to do. And yet, of course, they never become very fruitful. And then there's those that just flop around. They go from this place to that place to another place, constantly trying to fit in and they're here and they're there. And they never stay long enough in any position to be effective in the kingdom. You know, if you, you got to know yourself and you got to listen to the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Many people get frustrated because they don't get in the right place in the church. We have had people over the years... I don't, know any, I don't know anything about it recently. I'm not talking about anything recently, but over the years that would try out for Rhema singers and band and then even people would come to want to be up here on the platform in the music department and because they didn't get picked, they left the church. Well, you need to stop and realize that sometimes if you don't get picked for something, maybe that's not what you need to do. Hello? <clears throat> Just because you think you can sing doesn't mean that you can. Just because you think that you qualify for some position doesn't mean that you do. You know, then people, if they don't get the position that they want, then they get disillusioned and leave the church. The truth is that every one of us has talents. Every one of us has our design to be involved in God's kingdom in the church. 
And when I'm talking about the church, I, I'm talking about God's kingdom, the church, but I'm also the church, all, all of us are in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, but we are all designed to have a part in the local body. Do you realize when Paul wrote this, he was writing it to the local body of the church at Corinth? And it can be applied to any of the local churches. See, they were part of the body of Christ, the called out ones, the ecclesia. But he's talking to them about two areas. You're in the body of Christ, but you're also in the church, the local church. Let me understand what I'm talking to you about. Okay. God has designed each of us with gifts and talents so that we can be effective for the kingdom of God where we're at. First Corinthians 12, 18. First Corinthians 12, 18. But now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleases. You know, we have to realize that we're doing what we're doing in the kingdom, in the church, because that's where we affect the kingdom of God. That's where we affect the world. Now, you gotta see yourself as God sees you. Hello? You need to see yourself as God sees you. Excuse me. Let's look at David for a minute. They just saw him as a shepherd boy. But what did God see? God saw a king. <clears throat> Peter, they, they saw Peter. Oh, that's just, that's old Peter. That's old Peter. He's a fisherman. <laughs> but God saw him as a leader of the church. People saw Paul as the prosecutor. Jesus saw him as the greatest missionary the world's ever known. We've got to begin to look at ourselves as God sees us and what we can accomplish. Tony Cook wrote a book called Your Your Place on God's Dream Team. For y'all that don't know Tony Cook, he was associate here for 19 years. And he said, this is what he said in that book on page 16. Your place on God's dream team. Jesus looked beyond the clumsiness and the impulsiveness of Peter and saw an empowered preacher. Jesus saw more than a rambunctious turbulence of, of John. He saw the apostle of love. You know, James and John, the brothers, they were sons of thunder. But he saw the apostle of love. Jesus looked beyond the rage of Saul of Tarsus and saw the church builder and epistle writer. You may think a certain way about yourself, but you've got to analyze yourself and find out who you really are and the way with your talents, 
And you got to look at yourself the way God sees you. You know, go back in Judges and you see <laughs> old Gideon. <laughs> I'm not going to take time to read it right now. But old Gideon, he's there. You know, Israelites had been overrun. He's sitting there hiding from the enemy, trying to thresh out a little grain so he gets something to eat. And all of a sudden, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Gideon, mighty man of valor. <laughs> Gideon said, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> My clan is the weakest in the tribe of Manasseh, and I'm the least in my father's house. He, he was looking. But Gideon was saw by God a different way. He saw him as a leader. See, one of the reasons that God sees us differently than we see ourselves or God sees other people differently than we see our neighbor, our friend, the people sitting around you, you know, sometimes it's like, oh man, he's a good guy. Well, Maybe that's not what the Lord sees. Maybe the Lord sees something different. Remember, Samuel went down to Jesse's house and Jesse's son's there, you know. The Lord told him to go down and, and anoint one of them for, to be king. And so they started parading by him, you know, and he thought, oh, Samuel said, oh, I thought, man, this, is, this has got to, this has got to be the one. No, the Lord said, no. Well, the second one, no. Everyone that come by, God said, no. And by this time, Samuel's starting to wonder what in the world's going on. And finally, he said, Is, you got any more boys? Oh, yeah, there's one kid out there looking at the sheep. Samuel said, well, go get him. So they went and got David, and here come this 17, 16, 17-year-old kid, you know, come there, and the Lord said, this the one. Now, Samuel had a little bit of problem with this to start with because, listen, he saw these, these other boys come by, man, they're, they're big, they're strong. And now here, this kid... And the Lord said to him in 1 Samuel 16, 7, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I refused him. For the Lord does not see as a man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Here, the Lord's having to correct Samuel, the prophet He's having to correct him because he's looking at, at this person because of what they look like, because of all, all their, their attributes. And God said, forget about that. Because I don't look at that. God's 
you know, David, according to their, his family, was just a young boy that all he's qualified to do is take care of the sheep. Based on your family, your appearance, your hometown, your economic status, or whatever, some people will decide what you can accomplish and what you can't accomplish and what you can do and what you can't do. But God takes account of the potential and the talents that he has put inside of you because he had designed you for a purpose. And not everybody designed to speak up here. Some people are designed to live, to go in the workplace and they're designed to raise money so that they can help to support the preaching of the gospel. See, never despise what, where somebody is. Never despise where you are. You know, we've got to remember and find, to find our place so that we can accomplish what God wants to accomplish in the local church and in the overall body of Christ. Because every local church is a part of the body of Christ. So therefore, every local church needs to be doing what God has asked them to do. I want to get a point here. You see, as the local church, you're part of the body of Christ. But each local church has a part to play in the body of Christ. And not every church is going to do the same thing. In recent years, there have been too many clones of churches rather than individual churches doing what God told them to do where God put them. Hello. You know, one time somebody said, well, well, pastor, they're doing this, this church over here doing this. And it was another charismatic church. They're doing this. I said, great, praise the Lord. What they were trying to tell me, we needed to do that too. And I just said to them, that's not what God told me to, for this church to do. Hello. Come on now. How many of you understand what I'm trying to get across to us today? Each one of us has a place in the overall body of Christ, but each one of us has a place in the individual church that you are a part of. And that's where you are to flourish and you are to operate. You know, sometimes, <laughs> and uh, I, get, I get amused <laughs> Especially younger people, they're real. They 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 they're religious about this. I get in the car with my grandboys, and uh, and they, the first thing they do is put in their phone where they're going. Especially as Blake and Skyler that are out on the road with me, and they pick me pick me they pick me up, take me to church, take me back to the hotel. <laughs> 
and, and I, they'll put it in there every, every time I say, oh, you, you just go here, turn right, go here. And they, but they always put it in because that's the way this generation operates. How many, how many y'all, how many y'all operate that way? Let me see your hand. You get in a car and first thing you do, put it in there. Well, that's good because there's a, there's a little voice that's going to tell you, go down this road, turn right, go three more miles and you're going to turn left. Okay. Well, let me tell you why. You got a GPS system on the inside of you. It's called the Holy Spirit. He will talk to you like that little device will talk to you. Hello. And you can change the voice or an accent of the person that's talking, right? Well, Holy Spirit can talk whatever language he needs to talk to in. You see, we need to learn to look, listen to the Holy Spirit and he will direct you on the right path and keep you where you're supposed to be. The Holy Spirit, God knows you better than anybody else, knows you better than you know yourself. So the Holy Spirit tries to talk to you because God is telling, because the Lord tells the Holy Spirit. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't operate on his own. You can go read it in the word. I don't have time to do that teaching. Okay. God knows everything about you. He knows where you will fit in the best. Ephesians 4, 16 says, as we look at this, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. I want to read that from the New Living Translation. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts to grow so that the whole body is healthy, growing, and full of love. See, we belong to the body of Christ, but we belong to the local church. The body of Christ is the ecclesia, the called out ones, the, the overall church. You see, it's time for us to discover where we can contribute in the local church so that the local church can contribute to the body of Christ worldwide so that the job that God wants done in the world can be accomplished. You see, knowing that you belong somewhere is, that, that's, a, that's good. We all need to be belong. But did you know that we are all connected together? It says so right here. Now you take Rhema. All right, we're just one part of the overall body. But sitting in our congregation, I, I see many different ones sitting there that work in Africa, Europe, these different places. And you'll find out if you're part of Rhema, you go anywhere in the world and you contact other Rhemas, there is, there's a connection. Am I right, you guys that are go traveling? Uh, you see, 
It's our duty to do what God has told us to do. See, we say it all the time. Rhema's a word, Rhema's a place, and Rhema's a worldwide body. Well, you're a part of that. This is, we are Rhema. We, somebody said, somebody says, we're just like Rhema. I told him, I said, we are Rhema. <laughs> we're not trying to be like anybody else because that's not what God told us to do. God spoke first of all to dad and told him to get on the radio. Then he told him to publish. And then he said, start the school and he told me to do it. Then the vision dropped on me and we got schools all over the world. We got our, all our, he talked to me about getting on the television. You are a part of everything that's going on. Every rhema around the world is a part of what we are to accomplish for the kingdom of God and the body of Christ. But each one, each rhema has to operate and each church, your church may not be rhema, but you're a part of rhema because you're associated with rhema through the ministerial association for you that are here from the churches. We all are in this together to accomplish something that God wants accomplished. It's prophesied that Rhema would have a great part in the last day revival bringing Jesus back. Well, that's not just this one church, although we're a part of it. It's all, it's everybody that is connected with Rhema. That's, and us working with God, what God's got us doing is going to, what's going to help bring Jesus back. Hello. See, we, it says he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. It doesn't fit together perfectly until everybody is in their place doing what God has told them to do. You know, each individual in the local church needs to understand themselves and then allow God to show you your strengths and your weaknesses and you need to process and evaluate your talents, your giftings so that you can find your place in the body of Christ and fulfill what God wants this local church to do and all of the Ramas all over the world. If everybody that's part of the Rama church all over the world, if we are all doing what we're supposed to do, we are having an impact and we are, we are having an impact on the world because we're in our place doing what we're supposed to do. Walker and Haley are in their place in Africa. So is uh, uh, the, <laughs> I just went blank. Uh, the Buckleys, yes, the Buckleys. And there's John and Michelle that, that travel all over Europe and <laughs> wherever they needed to, to do something for the kingdom. And there's the Jensen's working in, 
They're not being able to go there, but they're being able to stay in contact and keep the people that they were had there in Ukraine, they keep them going. Hello, here we are in the U.S., this church, but we're all connected because we know what our talents are. At one time, they said, they, one person had told John that they needed to leave Europe. He said, that's not what God told me to do. Thank God. He did what God told him to do. Come on now. How many, anybody getting anything out of this this morning? We need to get a hold of who we are. I want everybody in this church, this church, the church that you're from, and those that are hearing me out there, I want everybody to find their place in their local church and get to work for God so that the whole body of the Lord Jesus, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, can do what we are supposed to do in this world that we are living in. You know, we need to look at some actions that we can take. First of all, spiritually, you got to make sure that you're hearing the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, and not just your own wants and whims and what you want to do. Hello. You know what? I didn't want a pastor. I'm serious. I started preaching when I was 18, and I was an evangelist. Even after I started, God told us to start Raymond. I kept Raymond going, but I, I was still traveling almost every weekend, and then minute, minute graduation. Minute they said amen at graduation, I had my robe off, and, and we're in the motorhome, and we're headed out on the road. Hello? Because that's what I wanted to do. And that's what God had me doing for a while. See, you got to realize that God may start you somewhere, but he may take you to a different place. He can only get you to a different place. Uh, He can't get you to the different place until you're active and responsible in the place that he has you at that time. So don't try to get out of that place. I see people doing it all the time. Stay where he's got you planted right now. Bloom there. And if he wants to replant you somewhere else, he will. But until he does, stay where you're at. Doing what he's got you doing. Hello. Now, naturally. Let's look at this thing naturally for a moment. We all have different strengths and different talents, right? My sister always said about me, she, she, I hear a while back, she said, well, Ken, you, you're the way you always been. Even when we were kids growing up, it didn't matter what anybody else was doing or what everybody else was doing. You did what you, did what you wanted to do, what you felt like you were supposed to do, you know. Craig got a little bit of that the, back when they was in school. Those guys had those, I don't know what kind of shorts they were that they'd wear. Jams. Jams. And he wouldn't wear it. I mean, he wore it just solid color, black or khaki or something. And, and they, they'd laugh at him and he'd say, well, I don't look like a clown. But you see, he was, he was him. 
we got to realize who we are, what our talents are. Okay? I see guys in, in, on when I was playing ball, they wanted to be the quarterback. Well, number one, they didn't have the mental capacity to be the quarterback. Come on now. And some other guy, he, want, he wants to catch the ball. Well, they throw him a ball and he'd drop it every time they throw it to him. And then besides that, he, he, he was slower than a snail. I was in high school and I weighed 145 pounds my senior year soaking wet. I knew good and well that I, 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 I knew I don't need to play in the line. I'm too, I was tall and skinny, but I could run like the wind. And I said, hey, and I can catch. I can, I can either be a running back or, 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 or an end. Back then, we didn't have wide receivers. We just had ends. Finally, they started having the split end out there, and they have a split tee, bring a back out. I started, when I first started playing, it was the old T formation. Anybody know, anybody old enough to play the old T formation? Yeah. But I imagine some of you guys have seen guys that on the team that want to be something else, they don't even have the, they don't have the quality to be there. Here, big Carlos sitting here. He played, he played for Tulsa University. You were defensive end. He's a defensive end. Stand up, Carlos. I mean, look at me now. And I still wouldn't want to go up against him. <laughs> Thank you, Carlos. But what I'm trying to say to you is that each of us have gifts and talents and we need to learn where they are and not try to get in the one that's not going to fit us. There's some people that, that are just normal talkers. That's me. I've been that way since the first grade. I guess because I went to the platform when I was 19 months old. I don't know, I guess. But my Miss Fowler... How many of y'all remember your first grade teacher's name? Yeah. Miss Fowler, Miss Granberry, Miss Ice, Miss Roach, Miss Ward, Miss Glenn. That's the sixth grade. Then we went to junior high school, and you got a lot of different teachers then. So, but I, I can name every one of my teachers. And she used to say to me, she'd say, Kenneth, Kenneth you're different. I said, What are you talking about, Miss Fowler? said, well, you don't mind getting up in front of the class and talking? He said, that's why I asked you to come up here and, and, and recite stuff and stuff. Because he said, you, you don't mind doing it, and it doesn't bother you at all. Well, I'm not, somebody said, well, don't you get up murderous in front of an audience? I said, no, not really. You know? But there's some people, they, <laughs> when they get, get up here, they get so so... Hello. We got some people that, because they, they want to be in the ministry and they're in the ministry lab class and they, 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 
They, don't, they skip school because they, they don't want to get up in front of the class and recite and do their sermon. Come on, that's the truth. I said to one of them one time years ago, I said, well, why are you even trying to be in the pulpit ministry for? Oh, that's what God called me to do. I said, are you sure you didn't call yourself? <laughs> Naturally, understand who you are and what you can accomplish and what you can do. Then relationally, you'll get some good counsel from some mature spiritual people and see if they recognize your, if that's a strength of yours or not. Come on. When every person is in their place doing what God called them to do, then you'll see the kingdom of God will flourish. And what needs to be accomplished will be accomplished. But that will never happen until each of you find your place and stay there and occupy that place until I come. And then you can see that you did what you were supposed to do and the kingdom of God did what it was supposed to do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Stand up. I preached long enough. Anybody get anything out of this this morning? I trust you understood what I was trying to tell you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word today. Help each of us to find our place and operate in that place. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen.